then you'll be able to get a good fee for whatever it is. So uh, don't, don't worry too much. Uh, that's uh, the, everybody's, uh, somebody's interested in everything. And anything you can be interested in, you'll find others will. But it's absolutely stupid to spend your time doing things you don't like. Hello, and welcome back to our manifestation journey. My name is Mickey. My name is Sam. We are two sisters who live together with our husbands and children and who document our play with the law of attraction. Welcome back to the show. We have a, I don't even, I, I want to say that she's a friend, but it's like more of a, an admired acquaintance is kind of how I mm. want to describe Kate. So we have been in an abundant circle with Kate for a couple months now. Yeah, more than a couple months, but it doesn't matter for a bit. Yeah. How long has she been in it for? Um, well, a couple months. We're in March right now. Okay. You can find what a couple months is. It's definitely been before January. Okay. Yeah. So we I just want to, like, we haven't known her that long. No. Um, but from what we've seen from her in this group, it was like, she's magnetic. Yeah. Like, there's just something about her and the way you described it was perfect, like mysterious. Yes. Right? Like, it was just like, there's something about her energy that I'm like, I need to know what's going on with this lovely lady. Like, mm -hmm. I want to get to know her more. What's her story? And like, what does she offer the world, really? Like, mm -hmm. I just, I was just so intrigued by her. So when we asked her to come on the show, it was like really exciting that she said yes. And I'm like, yes, like we get to, we really get to dive yeah. deeper into her brain yeah. and like understand who she is. And mm -hmm. So yeah, this is our conversation with Kate Blake. Um, during this conversation, uh, Hugh was just not having it. And it was only Sam and I and Hugh home. So I had to manage him while we're having this conversation. So I'm kind of like walking around the room, like trying to calm him down. Like then you'll you'll hear me kind of peek into the mic and then like disappear again. Like Yeah, it was really fun. So it was just before we hit record. He's like, I'm just going to be in the room and we're going to be in this podcast together. I thought it was perfect. I honestly... It was awesome. In true OMJ fashion. Totally. It's so honest yeah. and so authentic and so like... Whatever. What are we, what are we supposed... To, like, I'm not going to postpone it because he's having a hissy fit. Like, yeah. I'm just... We're going to just make this happen. Yeah. So, we so did. it's kind of fun. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. It's like... So, yeah. Bear with us. That's that's the energy that's of the, the show of today. Um, so, I do want to introduce you uh, formally to Kate Blake um, with her formal bio. So, uh, part energetic medicine woman part business wizard and part straight talking spiritual best friend to her over 26,000 Instagram followers. Kate is at the helm of a feminine revolution. After working with startup founders and CEOs in San Francisco for the past 12 years, Kate has pivoted her coaching business to focus on awakening the feminine. She works with influential women who already know their breakthrough. Is that right? Oh, sorry. I read that wrong, who already know their power and are looking for a breakthrough. That makes more sense. They are successful, wise, and impactful, but have zero people in their life to tell them the truth. Kate is that truth teller, here to reconnect you to the bigness that you are and help you celebrate to your expanded self. Whether it's using her voice to create a life that better reflects her genius 
developing her personal leadership to navigate difficult relationships, saying yes to her dreams for the first time, or simply taking time for herself throughout the day, Kate's communities are alive with women celebrating their lives and stepping into deeper abundance. Kate's teachings weave together somatic movement, business strategy, and channeled spiritual wisdom to support women to step into new levels of personal empowerment and joy. To learn more about Kate's work, visit www.kateblake.com or follow her on Instagram at Kate Blake Sessions. Both of those will be in the show notes for you to click on and have access to. Like, um, I just want more of that. I know. Isn't that just delicious? Yes. She's delicious. Mm-hmm. When you listen to her talk, like... You just want more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was saying, and I said to her at the end of the show, like, this feels like medicine to me. Yeah. Like, it's just healthy doses of, you could say, channeled wisdom. Mm-hmm. And, like, when you look at Kate, she doesn't look old enough to have this much wisdom. <laughs> Like, it's like, how, how old are you? Like, you know, it's like 12 years she's been in, you know, like, I'm like, wow, like she, she embodies this youth, Mm. but like, like health or something, right? Mm -hmm. Like this, just like this peacefulness, this Mm -hmm. glowing nature about her. Um, And that's how it felt. Like this entire episode just feels like natural and easy and like a dose of medicine. I don't know how else to say it. Like it's healing for your body. Well, and we also, we, we talk about so much in the episode. Yeah. Like we, we dance around lots of topics. We hop mm. around on lots of topics. Yeah. Um, but I think we kind of go through all that she can and more. I know she can offer more obviously, but I don't know. I just feel like it was a really great synopsis of what it would be like to work with her. Yeah, that's true. You that's know? really true. Yeah, just there's a, so much to explore. Yeah, like the the energy that she exudes, like you, it's, it's palpable through through the headphones. You know, like it's it feels it's a very authentic representation of what it would be like to just be around her. Yeah, like, right. Like mm-hmm. this energy that she puts out there, it's mm-hmm. palpable. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just such a an honor to be in this type of conversation with her yeah um she what what she's like proposing like to offer to the world is very inspiring um and very forward thinking like she deals with a lot of that masculine energy and i love that she's trying to weave in the feminine into what's just needed in our in our culture and our society people that like go 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 work 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 like i know i'm I'm sure a lot of people listening can relate to that Mm -hmm. that they just live in that that grind hustle Mm -hmm. culture and you know she's passionate about making it easier Mm -hmm. i love that Mm -hmm. that energy like what if it's easier like i loved love 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 loved her description of masculine manifesting and feminine manifesting Mm -hmm. yeah i'm like this is this is a thing. Yeah, like, once you is... hear it in the show, you'll be like, oh, that's so nice. <laughs> yeah. And like, I've never heard it worded that way. Mm-hmm. And what a beautiful reflection of what the manifesting world is promoting. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what she is. She's in human design. She's a reflector. Mm-hmm. So she's like reflecting it back. And she's like, well, there's two ways of doing this. Mm-hmm. You know, you could do it the focus, focus, focus and like the hard, harder way or the more, maybe it's not even the harder way. Maybe it's more efforting. Yeah. Like the masculine way mm-hmm. or 
like the structured way. Mm-hmm. That's the word, the structured way or the feminine flowy way. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's a mixture of both, but being aware of both, I think is really important. Mm-hmm. So you're not just only doing one or the other, right? Because yeah. if, you, if you're doing manifestation strategies without structure, then you're not going to have, you're not going to see the action or feel into the action and move anything forward. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing too much, too much structure, too much focus, then you're not allowing the ease mm-hmm. and the universe to to take over the and lifting. trust. And, yeah. So being aware of both types is important. And I love that she brings that up mm-hmm. among other amazing downloads. Um, so I'm going to stop talking about her and just let her talk. <laughs> Uh, is there anything else you wanted to say about your experience? No, I don't think so. I was, I was just trying to think. I'm like, was there anything else that we had to add? No, but we wanted to talk about other things. That's what we were going to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. We should do that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so we are doing another guided walking meditation. Yay! I'm really excited. Yeah. We the did one, one of these was last year. so fun. Mm-hmm. We did it on the same weekend last year, almost. Close to it yeah very it was basically a year ago that we did this yeah and it's so great so like speaking from the perspective of a participant because mickey created the guiding the guided audio yeah um so here i want to like break it down for everybody so they can understand how it works okay so last year we met um like we we decided we were going to go for a walk in this beautiful park um, in our local community, and so a few people joined us, which was really lovely. Just to we actually met some new faces, and mm-hmm. it was nice. And then we went out for lunch afterwards. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, we met we met our um, loyal listener Paula. Yeah, she gave you day. a birthday card. I know, so sweet. <laughs> Um, like, so we had a really great day, but really Mickey had designed this beautiful guided walking meditation. Um, we all downloaded it and we had headphones, we all walked together and she, um, designed it. So it was, you know, paired with music and it was channeled. It was this channeled, beautiful meditation. I think it was about half an hour. Uh, I think it was 50 minutes actually. 50? Yeah. Or 45 it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we did it also by no, by donation. Mm. We also allowed anybody to purchase the recording and do it with us, regardless of where you were on in the on the planet. Yeah. So we had some people join us. I think staff joined us from Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. We had somebody join us in California. Yeah. So yeah, it's like you don't have to actually show up and be with us. Right. You can do this with us. Or you could do it on your own time. Like it would still be available to, um, you'd still be able to download it. Um, but yeah, it's fun because re- regardless of where you are on the planet, we can all walk together. Yeah. Um, and have set that same intention and be vibrating at the same vibration and transcend space and time, t- technically. Yeah. Right? Like it's just a really beautiful experiment. And, yeah. Um, a friend of ours in Ottawa did it at the same time as us as well. Mm. And, you know, she was emotional about it. It was just really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. So we're doing it again. We're doing that again. So April 15th mm-hmm. is a Saturday. Mm-hmm. And the votes are in. We, oh, we did a poll on Instagram. You. Yeah, the votes are in. Most people want to do it on the island. Really? Yeah. <gasps> I know. I'm excited But about there it. were votes for the other side as well. So I think we just need to do another one. 
We'll do one on the island and yeah. then we'll do one in Kingston. Yeah. Um, but yes, so we're going to do it on the island. Um, we don't have a time yet. We have to figure out the ferry boat. But right. by the time this episode airs, we will have that figured out. It's all in the show notes. So go to the show notes, click on the link. You'll find all the information that you need to join us. And it will be by donation again. Yes. So you don't have to, you know, it's whatever your budget allows mm-hmm. is what we ask mm-hmm. from you. It's more about the experience of gathering as a community and just doing something really beautiful together. It is going to be really beautiful. Yeah. So I'm going to channel it again. I'm going to, I just let Source decide the, the message the message yeah um but yeah last time it was it was really special so mm-hmm. i don't think that they'll disappoint i think mm-hmm. we can just obviously they won't. do it again it'll be perfect yeah yeah so i'm excited for that i'm excited to to see to see you mm-hmm. it's fun to see you in person because it's like oh <laughs> there are people on the other end of the podcast you know like mm-hmm. to see everybody yeah. in person is is really special yeah and then again, all, uh, what I really liked about it was, I mean, it's really good, but I liked people from everywhere, all over the planet, doing doing it I with know. us. So cool, very cool, like, very quantum fieldy. Yeah, it's just cool. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Okay, so if you're interested in that, again, look in the show notes. Um, and I guess I'll just leave it there. I don't have anything else to announce at the moment. No. Okay, I'll leave it there. Enjoy this delicious, soothing, peaceful conversation with Kate Blake. Hello, Mickey here. I'm going to interrupt the show for a brief moment to let you in on something that I have been developing on my journey. If you've been listening for some time, you know that I've been tapping into something that I can't even explain. From my meditation practice, I used to involuntarily shake, sway, write circles on paper, and more recently receive messages from source. It started with free writing in my journal and has led to channeling really personal and powerful messages for those closest to me. And let me tell you, these messages have been life-changing. Yeah, I can speak to that. It was a couple of months ago when I walked into the office. Mickey was in front of her laptop and I said, Mickey, I would like a channeled message. I had watched her give several different messages to our close family and friends and even to people that she had met online. And I saw that they were life-changing and I was like, I'm ready to have one of these life-changing moments. The experience was amazing. It was about an hour long. Uh, There was a lot of tears. I had a major breakthrough. It just gave me a lot of clarity. And I knew that it wasn't coming from her because she was speaking to things that she didn't even know about. And through that, I, I came up with a new strategy, a new way of operating in my business. And from there, a whole new journey opened up for me. So yeah, they really are life-changing. Oh, thanks, Sam. The interesting thing about all of this is that you actually have this ability. You do, trust me. But sometimes you get in your own way of being able to listen to your higher self, which is where I come in. With an hour session with me, I will tap into your energy, ask your higher self what you need to hear, and then deliver that message back to you. If you're someone who is seeking clarity in their life right now, you're not sure which way to turn or what to do next, these readings are for you. Sign up for a channeled message with me today at ourmanifestationjourney.com slash Mickey Channeling. 
That's ourmanifestationjourney.com slash Mickey Channeling, M-I-C-K-I-C-H-A-N-N-E-L-I-N-G. Your higher self is calling. Will you answer? I'm ready when you are. And now back to the show. Hello, everyone. Uh, you have actually, you know, what's funny. You will have just heard the intro, which will have explained everything. That's right. <laughs> but here I'm kind of explaining it again. It is me, Sam. Usually Mickey is in control. She's usually in the hot seat. Um, but we are joined today by Kate Blake and Mickey, who is here. But you probably can't really hear her because she's muffled. And Kate can't really see her because she's dancing around the office with baby. Um, as soon as he's asleep, I will come on. I will be there. Mickey will join us shortly. But anyways, okay. Hello, Kate. We are so happy to have you on our show. Um, I don't, I, I don't I know what to say. I, that's, yes. That's it's really possible. <laughs> I want to know how she was raised, how she came across this industry, like what led her to be Kate Blake today? That's exactly what I want to know. I feel like we have known you for a few months now, but you to me are mysterious. And mm -hmm. I just want to know all of the things. That was in the intro. Probably. Okay. <laughs> okay. So hi, Kate Blake. Blake, tell us who you are. <laughs> um, you really want to know where I'm, what like, Ask me, like, all, like, where do you want me to start? Like, how are you raised? <laughs> what was it like with your parents? Like, was it easy to get into this, like, coaching industry that you're in? Like, does this come naturally to you? Were you raised atheist? Were you raised, like, tell me. Tell us, like, day one. <laughs> you were born. You were born. And then what happened? Okay. Um, I am. <laughs> well, first of all, thank you for having me. This is really fun. Um, I am one of four kids. I was raised in the Midwest in the United States. So I'm from Milwaukee, originally grew up in Iowa. And, um, you know, my parents are, I guess, a little bit eccentric, maybe, and filled the house in Iowa with people from all over the world and world travelers. And my dad traveled a lot for work. My dad is from New York City. And um, what did he, do? he was a salesman. My dad was a salesman and, you know, we were raised Catholic. He was like devout Irish Catholic. So I was in Catholic school until I was, you know, mm -hmm. even I went to Jesuit university. So until I was mm -hmm. 22, you know, um, which was, you know, I, I'm not a practicing Catholic now. I think there's much of the doctrine that I disagree with, but the foundational principles, you know, teach others like you'd like treat others like you'd like to be treated and, act in love, think about others first. Like, I think those are foundational principles for most um, religions. And so, you know, it was good. It was great growing up in the Midwest. I think my mom still leaves the keys in the car when she goes into the grocery store. <laughs> like someone is going to steal the car, but <laughs> no one does. That's um, never happened. No one does. No, no one does. She, she has some kind of magical powers. Um, same thing here. Yeah. Same I, thing here. Yeah. Yeah, there's 125,000 people where I where I grew up, so it's not a small yeah. town, but it hills feels that small small town feeling. So yeah, um, yeah, and I think probably from my dad's travel from with work, that was just a really normal thing for me to go 
away to go out. So I went to, my older sister went to college in California. And so I was like, Ooh, I'll travel. And so I went to college in Boston and then lived in Spain for like almost two and a half years, three years almost. And moved home because my dad got sick and then did graduate school in San Diego. And what did you go to graduate school for? International relations and Pacific studies. So I was this close to becoming an operative for the CIA. (laughs) Funny to think about now. Um, At the time I was like, oh my gosh, I can more languages and more countries. You know, I, that's been a big part of my, my life. I think I spent most of my twenties, probably half of my thirties living and traveling in other countries. So I managed to get to almost 50 countries. So that's beautiful. And yeah, I speak a couple languages and yeah, it's been a really fun, fun voyage. Um, I think what led me to coaching, I think I've always been very stimulated by the environment I've lived in and studying and, you know, curious about the world. And I never really knew what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I would go somewhere and start something new and I, year into it or you know however long I'd be like oh my gosh now I'm right back here to square one I still don't know what I want and I ended up a friend of mine was like I went to this woman's wedding she's a coach I don't know if you even know what that is like this was 2010 before this was like a anything that anybody knew what it really was and she's like I she just sounds like you I think you would love her what she does like you so I ended up talking to her and I ended up working with her as a client for probably three months. And then she was creating a certification program. My undergraduate degree is in psychology. Okay. So I do sort of think this way, you know, my brain kind of operates mm-hmm. this way. But I thought, I don't want to listen to people complain for the rest of my life. <laughs> oh my God. You know? I have a behavioral psychology undergrad. Yeah. And uh, that was my, my, one of my first classes. There's somebody came yeah. in and whinged and moaned the whole time. And yeah. I took the teacher aside and I was like, I can't do this. Right. <laughs> and she's right. just like, that's okay. There are other things you can do. I'm like, right. this, th- this is crazy. <laughs> and, you know, there's something really beautiful and important about talk therapy, about being witnessed, I think. But I'm very much also like, okay, and now what? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So there's a lot of behavioral modification um, stuff that I did behavioral modification with kids for a little while. Yeah. And now I, it's pretty much sort of what I do with adults. Um, with a lot of energy work thrown in there. So, yeah, cool. So you were working. Okay. So you were working with this coach. She kind of like introduced you to the world of Mm -hmm. coaching and Mm -hmm. then you were like, Oh, I can do this. She certified me. I actually helped her. Um, she certified me. She took about a year to go through her certification program. And part of that program, I I just, I guess I'm kind of entrepreneurial. I'd, I'd started a couple other businesses before this. And so I just started getting clients. I was like, oh, well, this is how you would do that. And I just sort of fig- started to figure that out and was back when meetups were just starting. I made my own meetup groups and people would come to that. They'd sign up and I'd do a free talk and I would just pass around a notebook and say, if this resonated with you, give me your phone and your email address and I offer an hour consultation for free. Mm. So if you'd like to learn more and that's how I got all my clients when I started out. And so, um, and then I, you know, I was living in San Francisco for most of my career. I, I just recently re- relocated um, I'm down in LA. Um, and yeah, so mo- I ended up just evolving from working with solopreneurs, people who are just starting their business out to, 
it was sort of evolving as I was evolving. So probably the last five or six years, I worked with founders and CEOs of startups Mm -hmm. in San Francisco because I thought, okay, how do I have the most impact? How do I have the most reach? And so really starting with who's the head of the organization and resetting all of the culture and the interactions and the way that you behave and think about yourself and interact. Like, What's the impact you have on a room? It's a really important thing to know, especially when you're a leader and a lot of your leadership is coming from nonverbal cues. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so did that. And then most recently I've pivoted my programs to be much more focused on expanding and developing the feminine. I mean, that's really what I was teaching before. I wouldn't have called it that, but really teaching usually very driven, structured, masculine driven individuals to bring more of their feminine into Mm. more of the magic, more of the unknown, more of the play, more of the flexibility. And there can be so much more ease inside of those structures. Mm. So, um, so yeah, so I've heard it to that. I'm, I'm, I teach, I have some one-on-one programs still, and I, there's a group program that I'm launching, an evergreen program that people can do self-study or they can have, they want a little more access to me. They can have some of that. So yeah, so it's pretty fun. That's really cool. Um, so I, I, I think you were wanted to say like, what is your, your story behind your energy work? Like you were saying that you were, you've been kind of doing more of that. Um, do you have like a certain approach that you take or what, how has that been for you? So a couple things. I am a, um, vortex energy healer, um, a practitioner. So I've been a vortex um, energy healer. I don't think I've heard this term yet. What is this? What is this? I mean, I feel like all of it is, you know, it's like Reiki or it's like, I mean, I think all of it are just different doorways to get to the same access point. Mm-hmm. Um, vortex healing is an organization that's been around for, for decades that teaches you there are two paths. You can, it's a path to awakening if you don't care to be a practitioner. And then there's a path to, to actually acquire the skills to be able to do energy healing work. So vortex um, comes from the perspective that anything is happening in your body. Well, all things are just, it's energy. And so right. something's happening in your body is just stuck energy. And so there's ways to actually move it. And so that's probably the more formal aspect of it. But I think so many of us as individuals, we have, we've just lost touch with the magic that's within us. Yeah. So we can even get back and get access to so much of it individually, just through breathing mm-hmm. and through, you know, I think movement of some kind is so important. You know, mm-hmm. we've become so almost solely relying upon the mind and what the mind thinks, yeah. what the mind's going to say or do. And mm-hmm. our bodies inform us and are actually where most of our power is. Mm-hmm. So when we can learn to remap that where the mind starts to, it sits, we train it like it's a little puppy, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you just sit over there and you're going to listen and observe, right? We train it to become this observer. And as it does that, its job then is to look for cues from the body. Mm-hmm. So initially it takes a little bit for us to get more still. And usually it's like, oh, the body just wants to relax, for a little while like most of us are so overwhelmed and exhausted and worn out and all these pieces and are really like we've hyper um i keep saying thinking vilified the the opposite of that like we've we've glorified is the word and we've hyper glorified this idea of being busy 
Right. And so we're so overwhelmed. Our lives are so full that our bodies, for the most part, are just like, man, I am running on fumes. So even just 20 minutes to just breathe mm-hmm. and slow down and mm-hmm. learn to pull out all of the chatter and the noise and the overwhelm that we're functioning, that we've normalized mm-hmm. so that we can start to hear what's actually happening in here. Like, what is my own frequency? Mm-hmm. Instead of so many of us have learned to match whatever's happening in a room and then function there. Right. Instead of knowing like, okay, if I take a deep breath and I slow down and I get my mind to be more quiet, what is my, there's that intuitive, natural thing. And some of us hear voice, some of us see pictures, some of us just have a like, "Mm, that feels right. There's like a knowing. Yeah. So learning to rely more on that because that's the thing that just always knows our truth. That just always knows. It's never wrong. Right. I love this concept so much. And like, I'm just, I'm happy that you're talking about it. It's something that actually I've been feeling like I want to talk about more. And it's this idea or this knowing that like our, our minds, our brains are are super useful and wonderful, but there's, there's this, like our bodies are extremely intelligent and like we need to rely more on the vibrational experiences that we are having versus trying to rationalize and logic our way through it it's like those ways of being are not serving us anymore like we have to do things that that feel right like that are like this is like an intuitive feeling um i think like maybe where people go well like how does it you know, like if your body's craving a bag of chips and cookie dough and like all the things that actually don't serve you, I think there's like confusion around that part. Yeah. You know, but really it's just, no, so there's the, like deeper. Yeah. I'm sure yeah, you probably cookies and the cravings and all that stuff is usually is, is not the, it's something our bodies have learned mm. because as little ones, we don't crave that stuff mm-hmm. till it's introduced. And then we're like, Ooh, sugar. Mm-hmm. It's like crack hit me right mm-hmm. where I don't like the way I'm feeling. I don't like this feeling of upset or frustration or worry. So I'm going to eat something that's going to flood my body with sugar, and then I don't feel that way anymore. Mm-hmm. We usually use those as like deflector tools or ways to get around maybe wanting to feel something. What I'm talking about is more, and I think what you're speaking to is more you know, probably many of your listeners or some of your listeners at least had kids. So if you have a child and the child is actually not with you right now, you can check in with yourself and say, is the child okay? Is the child safe right now? Mm -hmm. And, you know, or you can do that with like fill in the blank, right? Is my dog okay right now? Is my, like asking some kind of knowing that your body knows like, oh yeah, they're good. They're safe. Like, especially mothers with, with their children, Mm. that there's an intuitive knowing, right? Or my brother, my brother went to, did two tours in Iraq and I just, every time he left, I was like, I just know he's going to be okay. It was like a choice I was making. It just like, my body was like, no, I know he's, he's going to be fine. Mm. There's a way that we can actually start to use that and rely on that inside of most of the decisions that we're making. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, oftentimes things black and white on a piece of paper look exact perfect. Mm-hmm. And your body's like, I don't know, there's just something off. Yeah. And if we don't listen to that. That's the thing that gets in our way, right? And so mm-hmm. 
more into what is your body actually telling you? And then we activate the mind to use all the structure to put the things in place to act, right? To mm-hmm. listen more to that. And, you know, a big part of this is like, we have drunk this Kool-Aid that we are all supposed to be in motion constantly and producing and on and this like 24 hour news cycle and Instagram and blah, blah, all that nonsense, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just not true. Mm-hmm. If you think about the typical cycles of even just weather, yeah, the seasons of the earth, Mm-hmm. There's a rest period. Mm-hmm. There's a slowdown period so that we can rebuild. There's a there's a cleansing, a purging, right? There's there's this demolition period in, in when we start spring that things have to de- be destructed, right? Mm-hmm. They have to be deconstructed in order for and cleared out for there to be clean soil for new growth. Mm-hmm. And so when we think about our bodies and the way that we function, you know, especially as women. Even our cyclical moon, mm-hmm. you know, we are actually more plugged into the earth than it's such a gift than anybody else on, you know, the many others on the planet. It's like how we connect in and we often want to turn that off, you know, take whatever pain medication, you know, use an IUD. That might be a bomb. Whatever that thing is that you put into stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what that is. <laughs> IUD, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, weapons of mass destruction is that what you're thinking? I don't know. There's an e i a EUD and IUD. A, oh, okay. Anyway, there's something else. But regardless, <laughs> to, I just want to eradicate that. Yeah, listening <laughs> to our body. And listen, I've I use I had an IUD for years because I thought, oh well, my gosh, I don't have a period. Thank mm-hmm. goodness. Mm-hmm. And really realizing later, like. Oh, that's it's such a way that we just disconnect, mm-hmm. you know, and actually yeah. allowing for the space for like, I need my body saying that I need to be slower today. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's actually beautiful. Yeah. So how do you feel like slowing down has served you? Right. Because we believe, like, I, th- I think as a culture and society that like the faster that we go, the more we achieve, the bigger we can get, blah, blah, blah. Right. So how, how can we like let go? Yeah, it was a great question. So, and I think this is a lot of work I do with clients because especially feeling like all of the go that I've done for the last fill in the blank amount of years is the thing that created the success that I have now. Right. It's the thing that I feel trapped inside of also. Yeah. And you're telling me I'm just supposed to stop, right? And so that's yeah. not, we, we don't want to just do that, right? Usually most of the the chasing, the racing, the anxiety, the low level anxiety, the worry, so much of the stress or a lot of the stress that we are are experiencing on a daily basis, I'd probably say 70% of it, if not more, 80% of it is self-induced. Mm-hmm. It's in our head. Mm-hmm. 90% of the things that we worry about, that we forecast, that we catastrophize into the future and make a plan about what if it would happen, don't ever happen. Mm-hmm. But our bodies actually don't know the difference between it actually happening and my mind tracking it and all of the um, the ways that my body's going to respond, right? Cortisol, adrenaline, you know, all the ways that my body actually responds to this as if it is actually occurring. Mm-hmm. So then I'm just living in this heightened state of hypervigilance, worry, of tracking and looking for what might not be right mm-hmm. instead of being able to sit in huh, okay, I don't really get to control this at all. I want to tell myself I do, but I don't get to control this at all. 
So if I actually get to focus on, you know, these simple things we've talked about for years, if I focus on what am I actually grateful for? What am I wanting? How do I have that, you know, that sensation in my body as if it's actually occurring right now? Mm-hmm. You know, I there's a simple thing I do in the morning. I wake up in the morning, inevitably the dog jumps in. He's like, oh, you're awake. And I'm like, oh, hold on one second. I won't let myself actually get out of bed until I can feel in my body a sense of excitement. Hmm. And initially when I started this, I was like, well, what am I going to be excited about? I don't know what's happening. And it's that shift from, I don't even know what's going on. How can I figure it out? To, oh my gosh, I don't even know what's going to happen. Wow. So I then get to shift to be excited. Like, I cannot wait to be delighted and surprised by this day. Mm -hmm. Like I am just waiting for this amazing thing to come. Mm-hmm. And I don't need to know what it is. And I can anchor in and claim things, right? Like I want this many new clients, right? Like, you know, this thing to feel abundant and open. Like I want to make $40,000 a month or whatever number, you know, like, sure, claim the stuff. Mm-hmm. But that sense of excitement, of surprise and like, how, who's going to show up for me today? Mm-hmm. How am I going to be surprised by these amazing people that are going to be part of my life? Mm-hmm. And that just becomes then in a way that I'm training myself and really looking at my set point. Mm. So this is a whole other, I can go down that track if you want, but set points are a really important thing to take a look at too. Tell us about <laughs> it. Okay. I'm like, I'm talking a lot. Do you want? <laughs> yeah, that's the, we. That's what we want you to do. <laughs> <laughs> so set points are your, we have set points for around finances, around emotion, around intimacy, around just every single thing in your life. And so when you look at your emotional set point, I mean, many people as small business owners, especially when we're starting out, our set point, our emotional set point around my business is usually somewhere around low level anxiety to, "Mm, can this really work? Mm, A little bit of imposter feeling. Like that's the generalized feeling across the board. And then maybe something good will happen and we'll have a little spike. And then we go back to like, ooh, well, how do I keep that going? Or did I do it? Or how did I make it right? Mm-hmm. So your set point emotionally is that is there at a kind of a lower level worry, right? Mm-hmm. And it can get, you know, to wherever your set point is, just having an understanding of what that is and where you're starting from. Mm-hmm. So if my set point, if I want it to be at, oh, wow. I just get to be delighted and surprised by this day. Mm-hmm. I have to actually consciously choose and maybe that sort of like fake it till you make it or feels a little manufactured because it mm-hmm. is initially, mm-hmm. right? I'm starting something new and saying, this is how I want to relate to myself and I want to normalize this in my body mm-hmm. so that when this big influx of money or the 12 new clients or whatever it is that I want, when that actually arrives, it has somewhere to land. Mm-hmm. Because if I emotionally, my emotional place is at, oh, I'm used to having a couple hundred bucks in my checking account and, you know, struggling to get all the, like, it's all the struggle sensation. Yeah. When the goodness comes, it doesn't have anywhere, it doesn't match what you're able to hold. Mm-hmm. So resetting your set point around all that, around money like, where is your financial set point? How much is on average is in your checking account? You know, often clients will say, oh, you know, I have a couple thousand dollars in my checking account. And then I just signed this new thing. And now all of a sudden I have $50,000. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. And I'll say, great. What are you going to do with that money? They go, I'm going to pay down the credit card. I'm going to pay back my parents. I'm going to mm-hmm. invest in this program. I'm going to whatever. And, I, so, and they look and go, your face looks like that's not a good idea. And I said, well, it seems <laughs> kind of silly because you're immediately draining your bank account right back to zero mm-hmm. and telling all of the energetic forces that are conspiring on your behalf that you want to be at zero. So what I would recommend is don't t- leave that in there for 30 days. Mm-hmm. Don't touch it for 30 days. Mm-hmm. Let yourself go and look in your bank account and see that every day for 30 days, there's $50,000 sitting in there. Mm-hmm. Wow. How does that start to shift the way that you see yourself or hold yourself? Or maybe that's too high, right? Because here's the other thing. If you think about, um, you know, we have a set point around our weight and our mm-hmm. body image and how we see ourselves. So you think about this program, The Biggest Loser. You know, many of these people who are hundreds of pounds overweight lose hundreds of pounds in this really short amount of time. And then what happens in six months to nine months a year? Yeah. They're right back to where they were because their set point and how they experience themselves are at that weight. So what would be much better to do is to say, I'm going to lose 10 pounds and I'm going to stay that 10 pound, that weight for a month or, Mm -hmm. you know, two months. Oh, that's such a smart idea. And I'm going to stay at that weight for two months because mm-hmm. your body and how you're assimilating really, it, it is able to then understand and like move with you at this slower pace. Right. So in my last example of the $50,000, maybe we'll put $50,000 in. So, but set your point. Like, do I want $10,000 in my checking account? Mm-hmm. Always. Do I want 20? Like, what is the number that I want? And I'm going to normalize that. Mm-hmm. That is so smart. I love I've that. No, I've heard about set points before, but like not, with Amanda, not but not not sitting with it, but also like not allowing yourself to normalize it. Right. Like a lot, you know, like a lot, like allowing yourself to Almost catch up with it. Yeah, yeah, catch up with it. Instead of trying to drain it, because you're right, my response would have been exactly what all those other people said. Yeah, I'm going to pay off I'm all these people. Because it, it's been weighing on my mind that I haven't been able to pay these people. So if I pay them, then it gets off my mind. But then I'm back to zero and I'm willing to self-sacrifice myself in order to make those people happy. Blah, blah, blah. Right? Like it's, I'm so you're used to staying, suffering. You're staying <laughs> in the suffering. same, yeah, in that same box. And instead, yeah. if you were to say, hey, whoever I owe, instead of like paying you off in full, I can pay you half of it or I can make a payment plan or I can do something. But it, that's predicated on you deciding what is my set point first? Yeah. In my checking account, I will mm-hmm. always have this mm-hmm. number, this amount of money that, you know, like $50,000 in my checking account seems like what? That's like, wow, a lot. So mm-hmm. maybe you say, I want $10,000 in my checking account. And that's, I know will always be there. And it moves me into a different state of being. Mm-hmm. I think this is the big difference. You know, people talk a lot about mindfulness mm-hmm. and mindfulness is definitely an important aspect to how your, your relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm. If you don't include the energetic work though, yeah, it doesn't actually help that much because there is a difference between having an intellectual understanding of something and an embodied experience of it. Mm-hmm. And so this is what you just experienced, right? It's like, oh, the set point idea is like, oh yeah, that's logical. I'm going to do that and put it in there yeah. versus an embodied experience where you shift because there's no way to change our relationship with fear unless we do it through the body. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And oftentimes it means looking at fear straight in the face and breaking the rules anyway, choosing to do that, mm-hmm. setting yourself up in a way that you be supported if and when it goes sideways or someone doesn't react in the way you think. And so having that support is a really important part, but we can't change our relationship through for fear or any of those contractive emotions, especially mm-hmm. by just reading about it. It's the same thing as saying, you know, someone describing being in love to you and you feeling it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're too, I mean, someone could be the most extraordinary writer if you've ever, you know, read anything they've ever written and it just doesn't touch it. It doesn't come close to what the actually experience it, experiencing mm-hmm. it in your body. Mm-hmm. So like if somebody wanted to raise their set point, like they'd want, let's say they want $10,000 in their bank account all the time. Like that's the minimum. Yeah. Um, but they're daunted by even saying it out loud. Like this is my new set point. Like how do you, how, how would you support them in saying like, Hey, we all, we need to, like, it sounds like we need to incrementally raise it, but how do we like take that first step? Yeah. Well, I would figure out where are you at first off? Like what's in there normally, how much is in there and what would feel like a stretch from that Mm. that feels like, Hmm, I don't know if I can do that, but I can, but I'm going to focus on it. Right. Because this is where the energetics come in, where it becomes more of a, game right it's almost like we're in this play with each other you know if you start this and the things that you're wanting to do and to accomplish and to create if you think of it as if you were in like super mario kart Mm -hmm. you're in a video game so i've got i've succeeded to level seven and i'm trying to get to level eight where the actual car keeps fucking disappearing I don't know if I can swear in here. Sorry. Oh, you absolutely can. (laughs) So if I imagine that where it's like in the game, it's just fun. It's like, well, how do I do it before the car uh, dissolves or evaporates, right? In our lives, we see the car evaporating as a problem that I have or that I made or that I'm doing something wrong instead of like, oh, it's just a different, it's a different test. How do I get around that in a different way? And when I can actually see it that way, where my energy gets excited about it mm. and it's a game and it's play mm. instead of contracting around like, oh, see, I knew this would never work. What was I just like? All that stuff comes flooding in. Mm-hmm. Then that sets your energetic frequency where you're at. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I, I have a new program coming up or I actually, it's not. I have a new program coming up that is really talking, focusing specifically on this around, mm-hmm. it, we think that it's about the structures, the gadgets and the funnels and the, mm. you have a group or you don't. And how do you do it? Like, oh, it's not about, I mean, those things are important and necessary, but I promise you, if your energy state is not where you need it to be, it doesn't matter what structure you use. It right. will not work. Mm-hmm. It will not work. It has to be your energy state in terms of, how excited are you? Where are you leaning in? Where does it feel like expansion? How are you tracking and taking care of and, and being really diligent about what you're creating in the internal space mm-hmm. and how it influences the external way? Because we all know, we felt it when I'm in flow, it kind of doesn't matter. I could do it totally backwards and actually even completely wrong. Like somebody would look at it and be like, that will never work. And when you're in flow, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Because your energetic state is this open and like excited, wow, this is amazing space that people are like, ooh, I want some of that. 
all unconsciously, right? This is all the nonverbal ways that you're just showing up in the world. So it's it's a really fun space to be in. So I don't know if I answered your question about the set point. If you're, I yeah. would say start in incrementally, in, incrementally in pieces that feel like a stretch, but not too overwhelming. Yeah, that's really cool. And I love your take on it. We, I mean, I, we've been obviously doing this podcast for a while and this work for a while, but the, the reminder that, it, oh yeah, it's supposed to be fun. I think we kind of like, we, we get caught up in the seriousness of it. It's like, this is something that I want. I need to focus on it. Yeah. Right. And then like that word focus even too yeah. sounds like, sounds like work. Yeah. Like I need to just like, be diligent and not pay attention to anything else. No distractions, just like, uh, and if I don't believe it fully, then it can't happen. Right. Right. Like I get like strong holding. Yeah. 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 Like if I'm not like 100% behind it, then I get hard on myself. It's like, Oh, there's that feeling of doubt again. So I can't manifest because I'm, I'm, I don't fully believe in this visualization that I've been told I need to focus on. Right. Mm-hmm. So therefore it can't come into my life because I, I think I'm a, you screwed I'm, it up. I'm, I'm a fraud. Yeah. 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 I'd love to give you a reframe. Can I give you a reframe? Yes. <laughs> so I have a totally different relationship with manifesting. I started doing this probably like right around the pandemic, right? Just because everything else was falling apart. It's like, okay, well, why don't we restructure all of it? <laughs> I think there are two different ways of manifesting. Masculine manifesting is that it's like focus, attention, like just keep going, keep building, keep moving, fake it till you make it, believe it till it's in for it, like, like push the ball up the hill mm-hmm. until it goes over the edge and then it'll just keep going. Right. I think there's another way you can do it. I think there's what I would call feminine ma- manifesting, feminine manifestation, which is really about how do I work on my being in the seat of receivership? Mm. Because if the masculine work or the work of masculine manifestation is being done by the universe, mm-hmm. it's the universe's job to create the timeline, to understand when, to know who is actually like who is coming in. Like it, it's crafting all this magic, right? And my job is just to believe it, to trust it, to work on being in receipt of it. It's almost like if I were to ask my husband or someone to go like, hey, can you go work on my car? I love that you do that. I love that you, you're so good at that. And I rely on you for that. And, you know, I really I know it's not my zone like of excellence or like I'm not even my zone of competence. Right. I, can't even know, <laughs> just like, I sort of know how it works. Right. So he's like, oh, yeah, I love that. Right. So he goes out to goes in the garage, look at the car, open up the car. And then I go out there and I'm like, well, maybe you should start right there. Mm. Maybe you should pull that thing out. Oh my God. I love this metaphor. Maybe you should do this thing, right? (laughs) We just stop all the magic altogether. Mm -hmm. Because I'm telling the universe, it needs to be on this timeline. It needs to look exactly like this program with this many people and this many, and all my energy is focused on that. Mm. Instead of, I know I have these gifts. I know I'm meant to be here and to do something really big and profound or small and impactful, whatever your your own dream is. And it comes with ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. It has to. Mm-hmm. This nonsense that we either need to be on a rocket ship straight up mm-hmm. or that we want everything like flat and neutral in this like middle ground that feels safe. No, mm-hmm. it's like a heartbeat. 
Mm-hmm. Our lives are like, we need to, it's like, we need the up and down. Mm-hmm. Like when we're flat, it's just like, there's nothing there. And that part of the heartbeat when it comes down does not mean that there's anything wrong or that you're doing something like, holy, you're supposed to just be up the whole time. No, no, no. Your heart that is like, wait, wait, the system is like something's off. Mm-hmm. We need that equally, that exhale, mm-hmm. that up and down, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes. I just want to listen to you keep talking. <laughs> I'm not, I don't have any questions. Just let her go. So good. I, I really, it. really like that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we've experienced, I just love this idea of like the feminine manifest manifestation and receivership because I've kind of, yeah. I actually had this thought this morning. I was walking into, walking around the kitchen, like walking into the pantry, you know, the pantry has all this food in it. And I'm like, God, I'm so taken care of. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm so taken care of. I'm like, is this how it's supposed to be? Like, I'm, 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 (laughs) I'm so busy trying to figure out, okay, like, how am I supposed to take care of myself? Like, how am I supposed to, I'm not taking care of myself. I need to take care of myself. And then I had this, I'm like, wait a second. I think... I am like, I know, I actually know, and I, I believe that we fully embody being taken care of, Mm -hmm. but I think we've associated that with like, that's, that's not how you're supposed to do it. Right. You're not supposed to be taken care of. You're supposed to take care of yourself and others, Mm -hmm. you know? And I, I think like, that's where we're, we're fighting against it, even though the (laughs) universe is like totally surrounding us with it. And we're like, no, that's not how it's supposed to go. I'm supposed to do it, you know? Yeah. So love, here's the thing. Like when you go, oh, the universe is completely surrounding me and amplifying who I am from the inside because I actually feel supported. Now I take a step from here and support others. Mm. Because it's all give and take. Mm-hmm. You know, it isn't just like, oh, you're being taken care of. So now just go sit in the corner and grow mold. right yeah you have things to do there's ways you want to contribute Mm -hmm. the support when you can recognize the support that you have there's an allowance for more risk (laughs) right there's an allowance to say like okay i can actually take a little bigger jump i i mean we'll see and really you know and in that way honey when you're like oh i am actually being supported look at this this is amazing and from there to ask for more Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I walk around the majority of the time going, I cannot wait to meet my new clients. Mm. I cannot wait to meet my new client. I cannot, who is going to show up today that's just going to like blow my doors off. It's just going to be so fucking amazing. Mm. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Love and it. claiming, right? So instead of just like, I oh, I feel amazing and this should be enough. <laughs> you know, I'm, you know, I think we're March 14th or something when we're recording this. I think March 3rd, I passed I the $100,000 mark for the year. Like, <laughs> what? Wow. And then normally in a year, I would not even notice. I wouldn't even, I would just would be in it like, oh gosh, well, I had that happen. But now how do I keep it going? And what did, did I even do it? And how do I make like, no, mm-hmm. no, no. Mm-hmm. I get to be delighted and surprised every single day, mm-hmm. every single day. And I will tell you, ladies, this was this was a definite choice, <laughs> definite choice, because I'm finalizing my divorce 
I didn't work. I would, it was just so devastating. It was, I don't know how I didn't know what happened in divorce, but I just had no idea. <laughs> and I just, I mean, yeah, all of it, like devastation and anger and rage and such deep sadness and despair and just, you know, all of it. And it, I stopped working. I didn't, I, for like 18 months, I just really had to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. And I got to a point where I was like, okay, I, cause you know, all along the way, I have a lot of doer energy in me. So I, you know, put and figure out where to put that. And I don't like being sad. I don't like this feeling, you know, and and culturally, there's not a lot of acceptance for it either. Right. So there's expectation that you're shiny and bright and everything's happy and fine. And, you know, so I had all this resistance around, aren't we done with this yet? Can we be done yet? Can we be done yet? Am I done now? Can I just, right? Like all the healing, And then I just woke up one morning and was like, okay, I do get to choose though. I can still be in healing and whatever needs to happen. And I can choose how I want my day to feel. Mm -hmm. I can choose, you know, I'm really rebuilding my life. I've rebuilt a lot of myself and rebuilding my life and my business and the way that I'm making choices based on this. How do I want to feel every day? And there are days when I'm like, I don't want to feel happy and surprised. I feel crummy. I feel whatever. And those are equally important, right? Mm -hmm. My trick with that is like, we got to do a really, be really stealthy about not letting the mind make those feelings mean something. Mm -hmm. Because they often don't, those feelings often don't have anything to do with what's going on around us. It might, it might've been triggered by something, but usually it's often decades worth of hurt and feeling and things we dismissed and things we didn't ever look at. And we just went, oh, you were really hurtful, but I shouldn't say anything. So I'm going to swallow that. So it's just releasing it, right? It's like learning, how do I move this through? Mm -hmm. Crying is really helpful in that way. Mm -hmm. Screaming into pillows, dancing, exercise, Mm -hmm. music, self-pleasure, right? Like the next time you're really pissed off, if you masturbate, <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. it reconnects you to do. It moves you through your body. It helps you actually get back in. Mm-hmm. You actually, we've never had this conversation yet. Do you remember we were supposed to? Do you remember mm-hmm. I reached out? It was like a few months ago. I was like, you brought it up in our abundance group. And I was like, mm-hmm. I feel like we need to talk about it more. Mm-hmm. Um. About self-pleasure? Yeah, I think that's what, I think that, yeah, that was, it was something about like listening and connecting with that energy. And well, yeah. So I, I, your root chakra Mm -hmm. and your, your like down, like your organ, your sex organs, your sacral, all of that, that's directly correct, directly connected to your throat chakra. Mm. So if you don't feel clear in your pussy, and mm-hmm. sorry, this is gonna maybe this is not your audience and how they talk about we've it. Had, my, we've had these. Oh no, we've t- yeah, we've had self pleasure talks on here before. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> your if your pussy doesn't feel alive and awake and alive, right? It, that's the center of us as women. Mm-hmm. It's the center of all creation. Mm-hmm. It's your turn on. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily mean you're like, oh, I'm dripping wet because I'm so excited by this guy or woman or whatever. 
I mean, your turn on. Like there's a way that you can feel like where your perineum is or your womb Mm -hmm. and make it buzz. Have it start to tingle. Mm -hmm. Even just simply paying attention to it. We bring more life force energy, more, more centeredness there. And through dancing and through movement and through connection with self and body. And when you bring that into the equation and dance, right? I, I, I probably a couple of weeks ago, I started this ritual. Um, I don't know. Do you guys know, do you ladies know Victor, uh, Victoria Washington? Yeah. Yeah. She's been on she's, our show. She's right? magical. Yeah. 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 She's she been on our show a couple of times. The, the House of We. Does she change the name of her? Well, no, Victoria Whitley's, which is oh, Whitley's Instagram. But her name is actually Washington, right? I don't think so. Well, maybe. No, maybe it's somebody different. Maybe so it's Victoria Washington different. runs the House of Wealth Embodiment. Okay. And she's, she, the, there's a lot of this like, somatics and embodiment work and um, sort of taking the, the from her. I normally I start most of my mornings at some point, I'll get to this ritual where I'm on my knees. There's just some kind of music on and I'm just moving and I start sort of in this circular motion on my knees and and let my body move in whatever way that's weird and strange and having it start to lead and explain and, and to me what, where it is and what it needs and what's happening. And, you know, having a voice layover around, I am this big. I am okay taking up this much space. I am capable of holding it all. I am. And in the move, movement then gets it into my body more than just the talking and the affirmations, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. It's in- interesting. Like I, I've never heard it kind of put the way that you just put it. Um, like the, our sacral, well, that's connected to our throat. I actually do know that because of labor, um, you're taught to relax your jaw and that relaxes your perineum in labor, which makes labor much more smooth and efficient. So like when you said it, I was like, oh yeah, I was just thinking about the muscles part of it. I wasn't thinking, and I didn't even really think twice. I was just like, oh, that's cool. The jaw is connected to the perineum sweet but like you right, mentioned it the spine. Mm-hmm. yeah i'm like oh my god light bulb that's brilliant well, think about when you feel most turned on you mm-hmm. know either in a in an intimate act or if you're just excited about where you're at or you're involved in something like that's turn on to me when your body feels alive in those moments your throat is clear Mm-hmm. what it is you want to express how it is you want to share what mm-hmm. it is that you like there's no like oh what do I say how do I which, <laughs> right mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so they're directly correlated and we've been taught to just disconnect from it mm-hmm. I mean both of them think, both of them all, like, all of it silent, <laughs> all thing. yeah yeah I mean certainly keep us silent and as women but as is a culture it's like your period is gross you smell bad, you're dirty, you can't, you know, be in, pu- like in many cult, you can't be in public, you can't go to school. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all these restrictions around it. And then we carry that in our, in our own selves as shame, mm-hmm. right? Or, I mean, I was in Catholic school my whole life, right? Just even the shame around your own body, much less 
the sexual act itself, yeah. you know, just how do we, and to start to change that where we can, you know, having your first moon party or, I mean, I, I'm in California, so there's a lot of eccentric, you know, taking your period blood and painting with it and, you know, <laughs> doing all sorts of wacky stuff, but it's beautiful, right? It's like, yeah, let's swing the pendulum really far the other way until we find where our center is, you know, like where is your frequency? Mm-hmm. Where is your truth? So if someone, I'm just thinking about a listener right now who would be listening to us that's just like, holy shit, <laughs> like this is like really intense. Like, am I supposed to, the only way to connect to my higher self is to paint with my period blood? Like, no, we're not saying that. We're just saying like, I think opening up the door to thinking about how to connect with these energy centers is important, but that's me putting my projection on it. I'm wondering what you would sure. say to someone that's listening. That, like this is all intense or like feels like a lot. Maybe you're like, yeah. where do they even start? I mean, even just the idea, even just the ideas, like to have somebody hear that for the first time and be like, what? Like I was, I was like, you did what? <laughs> Why would you do that? Right? Like the, all of the ways that we're conditioned. Mm-hmm. So even just entertaining the idea, like, oh, there are a group of people in the world who are doing that. Hmm. For me right now, not my jam, but there's a group of people and there's actually space for that, that that's okay. That, and so if I'm, you know, if I'm wanting to find more connection with myself, usually it's through movement of some kind Mm -hmm. and creating some kind of ritual and not like, you know, Exercise can be helpful, but we've, 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 we've fucked that up too (laughs) about how it's like losing weight and making it like how we find the West fucked up yoga. Right. It's like, no, this is not. Yeah. So, I mean, look, start with self, self pleasure. (laughs) Make a commitment to yourself for the next 30 days. I'm going to sell I'm going to masturbate once a day and see what happens. Mm -hmm. See what happens. Your body will open in ways. Your mood will change in ways. I mean, we all know it. We see a girlfriend when you when she walks in and you haven't seen her, you know, or whatever she walks in in the morning. You're like, ooh, somebody had sex <laughs> last night. Mm, was that good? Right? We we can see how it just lightens all of our whole demeanor. Mm-hmm. So I would even say like, to, yeah. oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was gonna like. Have you heard about Cece? Say more. Sam Cece. Yeah, Cece. So (laughs) I don't know when this started. It's like a year and a half ago, two years ago. It feels like a long time. Were you, were we still at Sunny? We were here. We were here. I think we were here. Okay. So anyways, I discovered, so after, I guess it was self, like tapping into my body. And I don't want that to sound like, complicated because really what it was was just noticing what my body was experiencing Mm -hmm. and so I noticed that my clit would throb randomly and so when I noticed it I was like okay what what's the correlation what's what's happening when it happens what Mm -hmm. is happening when it happens so then I started to pay attention okay like oh what just happened when it would randomly do that so Mm -hmm. then Cause it wasn't because I was turned on. I would, it was just what is happening in, in the world. What am I experiencing in my body? Like what's happening? So one really like fun example was I was watching Harry Potter 
and it was like the first the first movie and they're going through like they're going it's like harry's getting introduced to the magical world and he goes through this brick wall and you know it's all magical yeah. and it's like discovering all the magic behind this brick wall and the the thought i had in my head was you know magic is real and then i got the throb yeah girl and i was like huh okay so i'm like i think what she's saying is she's trying to tell me what's the truth like she's yes. alerting to me what the truth is Yes. And I would like go about my day and Nikki would ask me a question. Hey, do you know if so-and-so is in real estate? And I would, and then I would get the throb and I'd be like, yes, they are. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't like my brain knew it was my body. Yes. Bonding to my environment. And it's, you can't ask it questions. I can't ask it questions. I can't be like, I've named it CC, like clairvoyance. I love it. But like, I can't ask her questions. She's really fucking funny. Like she'll like rant. I'm like, really? We're really going to have an opinion about that? You know, like she'll just insert (laughs) herself in the most random. But and it's it's not just that energy center that I'm experiencing these things. Mm -hmm. It's like it's my my body. Right. It's it's my heart chakra. It's my third eye. But it's like this slow kind of unraveling of. Yeah. That is the intelligence that we're talking about. We're mm-hmm. talking about an energetic response to your environment. That's all we've mm-hmm. that's all we've got. We've got a pair of eyes and our environment. Like, how are we responding to it? You know? Yeah. And I mean, there's a whole other, like, we could get this conversation in a whole other direction because there's, you know, in this dimension, that's what we have. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're getting into the good shit now. Right? I mean, and you get like, depending upon where you go in those realms and how, you know, how you gain access to that, there's all sorts of stuff. But that that's all interconnected is like in a big web behind you. So as mm-hmm. you're learning more of this and paying more attention to your body, and as you're remapping stuff in your system... This is why they say you heal seven generations forward and seven generations back. Mm. Because you paying attention to this is bringing this more present and aware for your mom, for your grandmother, for, you know, for the new baby, for like, for all, everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's great. And it's it's such a perfect way to start. Like, how do you pick one thing and start to pay attention to that? Yes. Because it's yeah. going to be subtle at first, yeah. right? It's, it's yeah. not going to be real big or loud, you know? So that's why I think you initiating something with yourself, starting with something like, how do you feel? I feel alive when I'm dancing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, even I used to have a morning ritual. I would get up every morning. I would turn on, um, not Spotify, the other Pandora. <laughs> Pandora was was still a thing. And I would have a, they had Motown radio station and I would put on Motown music and I would dance around in my little studio apartment with the dog in my underwear and make coffee and get ready and I'd put in my earbuds and then I'd get on BART and I'd go down to whatever office I was working at and I'd take out my earbuds and make everybody in the office dance and they'd be like yeah like it was just a way and every single morning was that way mm-hmm. so if you talk about what I was referencing before about your set point <laughs> mm-hmm. my set point then my emotional set point was like bubbly and like joyful and like ah whatever and I think at that point that was in that period was the most money I'd ever made in my business Mm. 
it all just was like popping. It was not me figuring out how to make it do and how do I do it and post a thing or have a, like all the ways that I can still even get now. It's like, no, go out and be in the world. Mm. Be, get connected, however that is. And we need each other for that connection. Mm-hmm. I love that. We actually, we did a whole episode on that. Like we have, you got to get out there. You just got to get out there. You know, yeah. the pandemic, I mean, squash that for someone like me, like, you know, I, I much rather would prefer to show up in person rather than online. Like sure. in person is my jam online. I'm like, I find it such a challenge to show mm-hmm. up online. Um, in this scenario, one-on-one with people online, I'm great, but like, yeah. you know, setting up a post or a reel or something, I'm like, oh my God, like literally like pulling my teeth. Um, hang on a second. I'm going to grab this baby. Okay. Um, I, I want to ask you about human design. Well, and I'm also conscious of time. How long do we have? What do we have for you for time? Are we okay? Still? I'm. I don't have anything. I've. I've got an hour and fifteen until my next thing. Oh, okay. You're a reflector. Yeah, you're a reflector. Can we That's talk about interesting. This? How is this <laughs> affect you? Like understanding that you're a reflector. Like, it's huge. It's only for those that don't know human design. It's one percent of the population, so it's a big deal. It is a big deal, and it, it makes me. And I'm like. Oh my gosh, I am that weirdo that I've always felt that I was. But you guys are all saying it's good. Uh, <laughs> and it is it is 1%, but that means 64 million people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But not like And how did it change things? I say that again. When did you find out how did you how did it change things? I um I had a reading. Uh, probably let's see like 2014 15 somewhere around oh wow that's like a long time ago yeah right and I didn't and right at the very same time at the very same event I had I I found out I was a reflector and everyone was like whatever right because you're like (laughs) these weirdos and I also was introduced that very same at that very same event to Vortex Okay. And so I went into Vortex and started doing all that training. And because I was like, I kind of feel like I'm a little bit of an alien, right? Like I'm from somewhere else. And this w- woman who introduced me to Vortex was like, oh, yeah, we just need to find you more aliens. And I was like, not how I thought you would respond, but okay. And so <laughs> I've been kind of on that track and learning all that. And so um, at the time when I was introduced to human design, it just felt more like, you know, this is your... Um, like your sun sign and astrology right. and all that. It was like, oh, well, that's helpful. It's good. It's a good framework, but what do you do with it? Right. Yeah. Um, and more recently, probably last year, yeah, probably the beginning of last year, um, Phoebe, I always mispronounce her last name, Phoebe Kuhn, I think is how she says this, K-U-H-N. But she's she's a great program, um, human design for business. Mm. And so it really takes your whole structure and like, how do you use it in your business? And how do you, you know, your, your sun sign is really your brand, your mercury, your, your conscious mercury is your marketing. This is so cool. Yeah. It's a really, really amazing program. And she is delightful and fun. So check her out for sure. Yeah. She's got all sorts of fun stuff. Um, She's an amazing copywriter and was in film school. And so she's super creative and. Oh, so cool. Anyway. Um, but doing that was really helpful. Um, so I replugged into that. And I think the biggest thing about human design is that I think it's just super permission giving. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 
it's been really helpful because, you know, all of my centers are open. Mm -hmm. So I don't have any, so none of them are defined, which means I'm reading and constantly taking in from everyone all the time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Mikhail, you were saying like, one-on-one is good for me. And otherwise not really, like, I'm totally that way. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I could do it. I can navigate it. I can manage it, but I'm, I'm much better one-on-one and more particular. And especially after having kind of bringing this back into my world, it's like, oh, so one of the things that was beautiful was like, your environment is super important to you. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a place where it doesn't feel good, Mm-hmm. It's not your job to fix it. You get to just leave, Kate. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. So awesome. Oh, thank you. That's so good. Um, I'm a five one reflector. So that mm-hmm. I'm I'm like the fixer is mm-hmm. a big most people come to me because they're like, oh, you make things. You're the challenge solver, here. right? Yeah. The challenge yeah. solver. Yeah. Yeah. And That's so what baby Hugh is. Baby, 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 baby. Yeah, five ones are the ones who are like here, like big impact on people, like have really big ideas for the populations. Mm. So, like Joe Dispenza's human is five one, and Mm. I I can't remember. There's a couple other people that just like bigger, big movements makers, Mm -hmm. I guess. So, um, yeah, but being a reflector is kind of fun because I've I think I've always been. It's just so spot on about me. It's exactly, mm-hmm. you know, I w- had the privilege of going to the Amazon to um, with Pacham- the Pachamama Alliance. They're a fundraising organization that helps tribes in the Amazon get land titles. And so Aww. we went on this trip that was such an amazing thing. But like we get off the airplane to get whatever. I'm the last one to get off the airplane. And the shaman who's there looks at me and goes, that one's the shaman. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so it's just, it's cool to have it be like, because uh-huh. they say reflectors are yeah. basically like, we reflect to the community at large what's happening mm-hmm. as a population and yeah. as the individual as well. So it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's kind of weird at times. Like they're, they also say reflectors often know the people in front of them better than they know themselves mm. because I can feel your, unconscious and the subconscious all, all that stuff that's going and running also mm-hmm. and it just is i i hesitate telling that to people because they tend to go like oh no it's like i just said like i could see under your skirt <laughs> right <laughs> oh, that's so funny oh that's really neat. yeah you're the shaman yeah and yeah i mean that's what they would describe it in human design right yeah. The chameleon also, you know, through that that cycle of the moon, mm. there are days when I'm a manifester, there are days when I'm a generator, there are days when mm. I'm a projector, right? Like I cycle through all of them. Mm. So That's cool. as a as a reflector, it's actually really important to watch the transits because it'll actually show me like when I'm in alignment with whatever planets, some of my centers are defined, which means I'll have more energy. Oh, that's so things. cool. So it's important to track that to see for everybody actually in human design. If you track with the transits, you'll see how your chart actually changes through the month. Cece's really into this. Ha <laughs> ha <laughs> good. <laughs> I was like, oh, true, 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 true. I'm like, this is something I should check out. And she's like, yes, you should check this out. 
<laughs> what what are you? What's your what are you? Um, I'm a generator. Um, sacral authority, obviously, because DC does so much talking. Um I'm a four six. So I am like um a connector, like community uh builder and mm-hmm. and role model. Mm-hmm. So I have these like stages, the first 30 years, 30 to 50, and then 50 and mm-hmm. and, and over. So right now I'm licking my wounds. <laughs> it's like between 30 and 50, licking my wounds and just kind of like crafting my craft, which is pretty accurate, I think, for me right now. Yeah, good. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you know this already, but like the big thing for generators and manifesting generators the big thing for you guys is to make sure that you have a very, very solid yes and no. Yeah. That you're only, your yeses are only need to be the like, yes. Yeah. Because otherwise they'll drain you. Cause you got a lot, like when you're plugged in, you're just like, you're on. Yeah. It, that's honestly been like the biggest help for me so far. It's like mm-hmm. trusting that my yes is safe because mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense. Sometimes it doesn't yeah. make sense. And so it's hard to trust that. But if I've if I ignore it, I pay a larger price. So it's like, yeah. okay, just have to be brave and trust the weird thing. Um, but yeah, like having that relationship with my body, that energy center, especially with Cece, is like really helpful because she will insert herself in conversation or whatever. And that's helpful. It's awesome. It's so great that you have that awareness. It's so good. Yeah. And it takes that's, I just, I don't want it to sound complicated for people. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want it for people to be like, oh, I don't even know where to start with this. It's just like, I just started noticing that's it. Yeah. You know, that was simple as that. Just started noticing. And then you just put your attention on your body. Yeah. And what it's telling you. I mean, even that, just to like feel the insides of my body, it starts to tingle. Yeah. There's an awakeness that starts to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Well, how are you doing? I'm good. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. I just want to say how, like when you were talking, Kate, I'm just like, it just feels like medicine. Like this entire conversation has felt like a dose of vitamins or something. Like I just (laughs) feel... I just feel like it's, you've done the work and it shows. Yeah. Um, and you know, when you, when you said like how long you've been doing this for, I'm like, okay, first of all, I know most of the people can't see here, but like, dear God, you do not look old enough to have like experienced all the things that you've experienced. Like I'm just kind of amazed by that. And I think it has something to do with this, like, this work that you've done, right? Like, sorry, I'm trying to like, <laughs> trying <laughs> just to, trying to raise a human and do a podcast and have this conversation. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm in awe of you and, um, you know, Sam saying like you, the mystery and like, you're going to be a CIA agent. Like what's up? <laughs> like, I'm just so I'm, I'm kind of mesmerized and I'm, I'm excited to have another conversation with you about stuff. Like mm-hmm. this has been like medicine. It's been really, really lovely. And I'm really, I'm really grateful you said yes to coming on the show. Cause I think, I think what you had to say today is exactly what somebody needs to hear. Including myself. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's got lots of layers and it's just really, really beautiful. So thank you for, for doing the work and 
getting excited. And I hope this is one of your exciting, delighting surprises today. <laughs> it is. It is. Absolutely. And thank you. I mean, really, it's so fun. I love spending time with both of you anyway. And it's just so fun to share. Mm-hmm to share on here so. share with the people yeah speaking of sharing with people tell them all tell them all where to find you and how to get a hold of you you can find me on instagram is probably the easiest um it's my handle is kate blake sessions um you can also find me at my website which is kateblake.com um if you want to drop me a note hello at kateblake.com um but that's really the main the main way um yeah. And I have some fun stuff coming up. I have, I have, I think one spot that is still open for my one-on-one container, which is a 40 day container, which is super fun and a little intense. <laughs> um, but if you're ready to move some big stuff that it, that will do it. That's a, just a really fun, amazing pro- project um, to work with people on. And um, I have a group thing that's coming up um, that's launching in April, the end of April. So mm-hmm. there's a way that you can get access to more of the work that way. And all that stuff will be in my bio on Instagram. Cool. Perfect. That's good. All that information will be in the show notes too. So cool. scroll down and click away. Um, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you yeah. for your time and your energy and doing the work and walking the walk. It's like, it's, yeah, it's a pleasure to know you personally and to have you on the show and to be a part of our manifestation journey. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you both so much. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you. you. And as always, everyone, thank you so much for listening. We wish you a life filled (laughs) with joy and abundance. He's going to lose it. And have a great day. (laughs) Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. There are literally millions of podcasts you could be listening to and you chose ours. So thank you. If there was something that resonated with you today, this is your reminder to share it with someone you know. The whole point of OMJ is to inspire others to design their lives exactly the way they want it to be. No settling, no excuses. Our story can spread faster and farther if you help us out. We also love hearing from you. Send us an email, send us a DM, or screenshot this episode and share it on Instagram. And remember to tag us. We love hearing about your amazing manifestations. If you want more OMJ, visit our website at OurManifestationJourney.com where we have free downloads, our reading list, upcoming events and courses, and even where you can book your channeled session with me. It's delicious. Go check it out. If you want to take this relationship to the next level and be among other souls who are looking to connect, support each other, and evolve their manifestation consciousness, join the OMJ Facebook community. In this group, you will receive exclusive offers and have access to online live events. The music for this podcast is provided by the amazing and generous Bonus Points. And our sound engineering is crafted by the very talented William Mitchell. As always, we wish you a life filled with joy and abundance, and we will see you next time on Our Manifestation Journey.